0: This is the Approaching the Natural podcast with Sid Garza-Hillman.
1: Hello, small steppers. How are you guys doing? Welcome to One and All. If you're new to this podcast, I'm glad you're here. Maybe you were in Tampa just uh, over this last weekend and you decided to give this a shot. So good for you. Good for you. But listen, first and foremost, go back maybe. You know. listen to this one. Hang out with me today. I'm, just, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying after this we tend to choose the most recent episode, go back after this one, go back and check out some old ones. You'll get, a, you'll get within within a matter of days if you binge and you should just call your family and just be like, look, I'm not going to see you for three days. I'm not going to cut my fingernails for three days. Like it's, re- I'm going deep on this approaching the natural podcast. I want to go all, all I want to get the full context. I'm going right back to number one. And for 216 hours straight, I'm going to be doing this. Um, can you just, you know, maybe order me pizza and... Clean my chamber pot. What? Where did I go? Did I already go there? Did I go there that fast? Let me see here. I'm only. I'm not even a minute in, and went over to the potty talk. That's not even a record, you guys. That's nothing. Mm. Hey, listen. Mm. Mm. I don't know if I told you guys. I may. It's been a blur. I will get in more into the travel thing, but it's my list last month has been. Uh, pretty insane, um, as, you know, comparatively for me. But anyway, so I may have mentioned this, but in Costa Mesa, I almost said Costa Rica. That would have been made even more sense. I was next to these people who were selling this cacao bean coffee substitute. I may have talked about it. Anyway, I'm having that today. It's called Creo Brew, and I, I like it. It's just this kind of scary. Anyway, it's, but I like it. So that's what I'm doing. I had some coffee. This morning. I'm not saying that I didn't have coffee. I'm just saying I don't need more right now. Not feeling it more on that um, you know today um if you are just joining me what's the the nitty gritty of this podcast well um from day one, I have never sold uh improved health and happiness as an easy undertaking, but I'm selling it that it's easier uh, if you use my small steps approach to getting health, half happier and healthier, it's a not easy. And I'm glad it's not easy, but I do think that if you approach your life in this fashion and by this fashion, I mean, in the, in what I talk about over 216 episodes, um, you are minimizing the stress of the, of the transition. You are minimizing the stress of the process. You are creating a practice in your life that has actual real results, but we as small steppers redefine these results to say not the secondary effects of increased health and happiness, which are things like, um, you know, a a healthy relationship that you're in or health being at a healthy weight. Those are secondary results. We are focused on the first-tier results, the stuff that that comes immediately, just doesn't, it just doesn't, there's no before and after photo, you know, like I kind of always poke fun at, there's no before and after photo of a small stepper, except to say, maybe there's like a slightly less worried look furrowed brow kind of thing. Like it would just, there's a little lightness. I was just talking about this with a, um, I think it's a member of uh, um, smallsteppers.com, but they were saying that the feedback they've gotten is that they seem lighter and and, and more positive. And this has happened with a few people i when I was working with private clients, which I'm really frankly not doing uh, anymore because of the of the program that I launched, but I would get that where like maybe they wanted to lose weight, maybe that was their thing, and before they even lost weight, people would say you you look great, like what are you doing before they'd even lost weight and it was just that kind of figurative weight that was off their shoulders, and that comes from- engage, learning how to engage your, in your life in a way that is positive and action-based. And that's what I do here. I, I help people. I call it like a baseline podcast. Like this isn't about the the race that you train for the diet. This is about your everyday. And when you raise that up and make that more vibrant and happy and healthier, people notice. And then eventually the secondary effects come. That's great. But I think this world is crafted mostly because it's a better sell. It's frankly sexier. I mean, this isn't my podcast. Is just You know, it's like this the little engine that could. It's got a good core group of listeners. Um, Frankly, I've been doing this four years. It hasn't really grown. I mean, sometimes that's discouraging for me. Like, I feel like it, I wish it were sort of growing exponentially. Um, it doesn't. It grows a little, then it kind of comes back, and then it kind of grows back a little bit. But it's sort of in this pocket of a few thousand people listening. And that's great, and it's fine because I'm calling the shots, and I get to do what I want to do, and I'm, not, I'm happy doing this. I'm not doing something that I feel ashamed of. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with... You know what? How I get through to people and the feedback that you guys email—I'm not a joke when I say that I really appreciate um, people emailing me because they're—you know—how this is affecting them in positive ways. Because it really does bring me come come back, gets me to come back to the table, um, so to speak. And so, anyway, that's just kind of what I do here. But but yeah, it's a it's a weird thing. But it's just not as good of a sell. That the secondary effects um, are the things that sell because those are the things that we can quantify and things that we can uh, see perceive. The internal struggle of, of living a healthy and happy life is is internal, and people will see it as, well, you look good, even though you haven't actually technically lost weight, but there's a lightness inside of us that, that I think does translate into the world. It's just more subtle, and again, it's not as stark. It's not as is as, as, you know, remarkable, literally remark. you know, people don't remark on it as much because it's not a, bef- there is no real before and after photo that you can associate with that kind of thing. So all the better for me. I mean, it it, it, it is meaning, this work is meaningful for me and enhances my life. And so I'm going to, I have no plans to, uh, you know, discontinue this thing. Um, and, and I love coming here. So, you know, and part of that huge part, actually, probably the single reason is because there are people who listen to this damn thing, because if there weren't, I just would be this most pathetic character in the world. And my wife would be wondering why I would come in here for an hour every week and talk into a microphone, into a computer just to save it to the hard drive. Um, yeah. So anyway, if you're just joining me, th- there you go. Um, in my small steps approach, I will mention this: the the most common misconception to this day, even though I just keep pounding this home, and I'm going to do this probably every week for the rest of the career that I have in this podcast. The com- most common misconception is that every that a small step is, is somehow objectively small. And so, if you're just joining me, how I define a small step, how I define a small step is anything you take on that is only minimally stressful for you the the step is small because it doesn't burn you out and it also doesn't you know it's not ineffective either it's not stagnancy and it's not burnout it's right in between a small step is whatever somebody is willing and able to take on and motivated to take on that keeps them in that growth period, in that growth place where they have adaptive stress, where they're bringing in enough into their lives that they're evolving and growing and engaging in their lives. Any more than that, they're burning out. Any less than that, they're not doing much. And so that's what a small step is. It's anything that, that sticks right in that little frame there. So some people's small steps are comparatively huge. They make Pretty sweeping changes because that's where they are in their lives. And again, my the my job as a small step school is just to train people how to understand and notice in their lives when something is too much or too little. That's the whole shebang. It's not as simple as saying, oh, just break it down into micro movements. That's that I would be one podcast and we're done. Um, the reason why I come here every week is because it is more subtle and the, the world again is so focused on the quick fix kind of mentality that that this podcast serves for many um as a reason as a reminder to sort of check in and and what i feel like is they're saying oh let me get back to who i really am here and this podcast reminds them of that and that's super cool that i can be you know part of that whole whole deal um anyway so just you know glad you're here uh you can go to sidgardsonhillman.com and get virtually all information you would ever need about me in terms of links to social media um you can see all my youtube videos they automatically live um they sort of get automatically connected to my website um but you can obviously obviously go to youtube and search on sid garza hillman um i think it's actually like com slash sid garza hillman it's pretty easy to go um and so yeah that's how you uh, do that you can donate to my podcast through sid garza com, and um I've gotten a few more donations. This has been really cool, you guys. Uh, there are people donating you know, literally $2 a month, uh, $10 a month, whatever. It really, really helps. Um, I call it the virtual cup of coffee. Buy me a virtual cup of coffee. And again, I'm just a black coffee, not fancy. So the coffee you would virtually buy me is, is a couple bucks. And that's it. And that's a huge thing. Uh, it really, really helps. It helps me buy equipment that I need to do my YouTube channel and, and this podcast and um, keeps me, again, working. So you guys are, are awesome for doing that. Um, any reviews on iTunes, a few more came in this week. Again, huge, uh, really big word of mouth also, big time. Got it? So if you feel like, hey, this is cool, I want to kind of give back on this and kind of then, then any of those ways would be um, mucho appreciated. Okay? That means mucho appreciated. Um, I've written a couple books approaching the Natural Health Manifesto and Raising Healthy Parents, Small Steps, Less Stress, and a Thriving Family. Both are out and doing fine and fantastically, actually. I'm really happy with it. A few reviews have now come in for Raising Healthy Parents, my healthy parenting book. Um, if you have the book and are reading it and or have read it and you're like, yeah, I want a review on that, that would be cool. A few lines on Amazon, you guys. Um, that's how that thing rolls. And what else? That's it. Good. I Well, something else. And if you just know about me, I'm a certified nutritionist. Um, and I run the, the wellness center at the Stanford Inn, uh, resort, eco resort on the Mendocino coast. I live out here with my wife and children and animals that we have. And, um, yeah, I speak all over the country and I have been speaking all over the country. Uh, I have traversed the country twice in the last, um, month. I went from Portland to Boston to Costa Mesa, California to Tampa, Florida, um, and a couple weeks before that month started, I was in San Francisco. It has been uh crazy. I don't, you know, do like a speaking engagement and then come back and and have nothing to do before my next speaking engagement. What I do is a speaking engagement and then I come home and I go to work the next day at the at the inn. Uh Jeff's been very good about saying, man, take take a little time off. So I'm actually here this morning. I got back last night. And um, I took the morning off and I'm doing this podcast and I'm going to go to work this afternoon. Um, But for those of you who don't know, Mendocino, where I live, is very, very remote. It takes me four hours, basically three and a half, four hours to get to the airport. So yesterday's travel day flying back from Tampa, Florida was a 15-hour travel day. It's I might as well be in Sweden for crying out loud. With all that kind of work, Jiminy Christmas, Uh. Delta Airlines, Pretty good damn coffee. I gotta hand it to them; they have good coffee on the airplane. That's crazy. I'm like a fan of Delta Airlines now. Um, Tampa Veg Fest. How was it? You ask. It was good. The Tampa Bay Veg Fest. I thought it was a, a, a bust. I have to be honest. The nicest people you ever want to work with. I mean, they were very nice and 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 took care of me and got me out there and it's super cool. Um, and I was sitting there at the at a Stanford Inn table. And um, sometimes if I'm speaking somewhere, Jeff will sponsor it since I'm going there. And then I'll set up a Stanford in table and hang because I'm freaking smart of the Stanford Inn, you know. So I'm sitting at this table. And like the first half hour of 45 minutes, like there wasn't that many people. And I was like, oh, for crying out loud, this is going to be a bummer. And then they came out. So apparently Floridians, they just sleep in on Saturdays. I don't know. Like Maybe that's a Floridian thing. I don't know. I flew one on a Friday night, spent all day Saturday, flew out early Sunday morning, and that was as fast. People are like, did you see Tampa? I was like, no, did not see Tampa. I saw some of Tampa. I saw a park in Tampa in my hotel room in Tampa, which had a bed and stuff, and I thought that was kind of cool. Um, there was a palm tree in the lobby of the airport. I thought that was kind of fancy also. Um Anyway, Tampa Vetrus, I do need to mention, and 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 more on in that my exhaustion in a second, um, and not to complain. It just was something I noticed, and 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 more than a second. The they had placed me at this table, and I was splitting a table with um, this other company thing. And so, you know, I got there, and I kind of was setting up my stuff, and these two guys showed up, and they were kind of setting up their stuff, and we kind of split the table. Although I took up a little more of the room, and they were like, oh, "That's fine," and I was like, "Fine." And so we kind of had our thing. And they turned out to be so great and fun that I wanted to mention them. And I want to be very clear if you're just joining me, this is what you're going to hear a lot of me uh, often. You're going to hear me say, and I'll say this now I'm not connected to them financially. They have no idea I'm even mentioning this. I'm not, there's no kickback, there's no affiliate, nothing. Um, but they're called the vegan gents, thevegangents.com v t h e v e g a n g e n t s dot com, and they do like cheese making videos, and they're it's super. I went on their website, and you can sign up for on these online videos of of like these different kinds of cheese making courses. Very there are things like very simple. Um, anyway, I'm only mentioning because they were just so cool, and it was just such as great. Like it made my day because I'm sitting there and I don't know anybody really and. And, but I had some podcast listeners come up and that was kind of cool. And, but we're like joking around and, and they're, they were super funny and they're great. And they did a cooking demo there and, and and it was just like, we just hit it off and they're just so cool. And so anyway, I just want to throw that out there. So go visit, go see their website and sign up for their damn thing. Will you? Um, yeah. So Tampa Vetch Fest. So, so good. So I am done. Travel is complete for a while i do a a day trip down to sanctuary bistro on december 10th um, to do a little book signing down there uh, in berkeley and i'll be in sedona arizona in january late january and i think i still have to wrap this up i just haven't dealt with it but anyway i should be in in nashville in april and wilmington kentucky the the week after that i think it's like the 7th and the 14th but totally 100 percent not confirmed but pretty darn close so we're looking like it's gonna happen um but this breakneck schedule was probably if i have to be frank uh and upfront with myself too much it was a, it was a little too much i really missed my family um it was very hard to be away from my children that that much and obviously when i come home um and i see them but then they're in school all week so it's 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 been a very um rough thing for me to be away from them for this long lisa and i have been married 23 years I miss her terribly, but it's there's a different thing with the kids you know like she's she and I've been married i've been on tour when I was a musician, and it would be horrible, and I hate being away from her, but she's an adult and sort of gets it like that's just kind of that comes with the territory of of sometimes like that happening, but with my children it's just a bummer because um it's just hard it's just really hard and what I noticed was this kind of and this and trust me i 'm bringing this back around to the to the small steps um approach that I talk about is. I, I hit a level of exhaustion. It's not the level of stress that I had when I launched my race, um, which I'll talk about in a few minutes—the uh, minute my ultra that I direct. Um, but it was p- just like exhaustion, you know. And and with the time change and going back and work, and I'm you know again, I'm like I'm out there, but I'm working and I I, I do my speaking thing and I'm there at the festival all day. Then I go back to the hotel and I'm doing like Stanford in work and Smallsteppers.com work. and I'm doing live Q and A's. Like it's been very busy. I'm editing videos. It's been very busy and it wore it's worn me out. Like I fe- Lisa last night I got home she's like you look exhausted and it wasn't that I was like I could fall asleep tired at the moment um pretty soon after that I could have um but I just I'm exhausted, you know, and and it's very much like in my face. <laughs> you know that like I look tired and um what I noticed was especially in this Tampa one like this was the one where I was like I I should have if I'd stopped traveling last week it would have been a lot better. This one was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm going across and it was a layover in Atlanta, it wasn't a direct flight. Like it was just I could just it was like a lot. And for me. And so um there's a certain this is going to sound over dramatic and it wasn't really like this, but it was I call it exhaustion versus fatalism. And it, there was this moment where I was so tired that I was feeling depressed and I was feeling like almost fatalistic and I was feeling like uh, you know um, the podcast isn't going well, and I don't know about the next video, and maybe I shouldn't do this, and I and, it, and and like these things started coming up, and and the good news about this, and I think this is why I I really do think it is completely related to to my small steps approach. The good news is that I have a strong base. I know. I know my I know where my home base is, and I know that because day to day my what I call the most of the time the MOT I call it the MOT uh, stands for most of the time. My most of the time is happy. My most of the time is healthy and vibrant. I have that settled and secure. And what happened was, as I was feeling sort of fatalistic about things and like ah, just, uh, um, I was able to look at it with a little perspective and say while this may be true, it could be that you're freaking exhausted. And so maybe let's not put so much weight into what is going on in your brain right now. It's like when your guard is down and you're fatigued, the words that you hear in your head seem very real. And you sort of go like, yes, this is what's going on. I should quit everything I should quit my podcast because i it doesn't have you know fifty thousand listeners and so therefore forget it and and it's like and then I can go like yeah, probably what's going on here is that I'm too tired to like check that you know like I'm too tired to, to to know right away uh that that is not who 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 I am you know that I'm listening to those words that's not who I am. Um, if you're just joining me, go back and listen to old episodes to hear about the "me not me" game. But clearly, those words are not me. Um, if I were to to think about that often and and sort of day to day in my regular life, think, yeah, I'm not into the podcast. It's not growing. So it's not working for me. Okay, well then I'll give it some weight and I'll be like, okay, maybe that's my maybe that's my bag. Maybe it's try, it's time to move on. And I hope that I have that ability to sort of assess that if and when that ever occurs. Uh, but the one-off on an airplane flying to Atlanta on my way to Tampa really just isn't going to be the thing that I sort of make changes based on. How this relates to the small steps is that is that the fatigue and the vulnerability that occurs as a result of fatigue, the exhaustion that occurs in our in our daily lives, can can give more weight to negative feelings and and I things voices in our heads that say. Uh, screw it. You might as well, the, 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 the. we, we give more weight to them, or at least we let them, they're louder. I'll put it that way. It's not, it, I don't want to say like we give more weight to them because we're exhausted. We're sort of just listening. We listen to it more. It's not like we have an, I wasn't even like an active participant. I was just stewing in an airplane. Um, and feeling like, gosh, I'm going to just like give this up and, and you know, that whole thing. And it wasn't like I was actively going, I want to give you more weight. It was more like, this must be real because it's just, I'm just too tired to fight it. <laughs> you know, and I don't want to, I don't, in my mind and in my work as a small steps coach, I don't want anybody ever, ideally, to to let that dictate an action. And that's that's where, you know, it's going to happen But that's the goal. Is that? that, Is that? Those things are going to occur, but they're never going to dictate or or inspire me to act. I didn't go like, well, I had five minutes of feeling a little disappointed and depressed about the podcast. So that's it. I quit. You know, it was. It wasn't even ever on the table. It was pretty quickly me going, let's see how I feel about this on a day when I'm not as exhausted. I mean, that was really what it was. It wasn't like I even had to take it on or expend a bunch of energy to 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 outweigh it or to say, let me counter that with a picture of who I really am. It was more like, okay, noted, but let's see what happens when I get home and I've had a few days to sort of rebound and, and take a nice run, then I'll revisit and then I'll see. And I think that's a very powerful uh, way for us to not get caught up in negative stuff when it's going to happen because it's going to freaking happen, which is always what I say. But what wins at the end of the day is your own perspective. What wins at the end of the day is your ability to have perspective. And you have perspective more often when you're treating yourself well enough most of the time that you are minimizing your overall stress in your life. And therefore, the you of this picture comes through and can even say in those periodic times of exhaustion and being tired, you can say, I'm in a reserve judgment on this. I'm not going to kind of act on it. I'm hearing it. And maybe if it's a real thing, maybe it's a real thing, but I don't know right now. And I'm certainly not going to make this thing. I got up at four 30 in the morning and I'm on three and a half hours of sleep. And that's, that was actually the truth when I was flying on my way to Atlanta, I was on three and a half hours of sleep. So, um, just a thing guys. Okay. Cause these messages that we hear in our minds and, and they're there and they're there for a whole bunch of reasons. And who knows why I'm not a psychologist. I will say that, that it's always the success of our lives is dependent and proportional to the amount of the me that gets put into the equation every time. And the more you is in the equation is because you're taking care of yourself well enough to make that happen. Um, I think I made my point. I think I freaking. I think I made my point. And now what I'm gonna do is treat myself to another sip of of my cacao drink. Uh, all it is is ground up cacao beans. I mean nuts, that's it. Like there's nothing else in it. It is it, but it's got a cu- and no sugar, no added fat. Like it's just that. So it's kind of got that bitter in a good way, roasty. They roast it and it's got that kind of bitter roasty thing going on. It's not coffee, but it's I'm kind of amazed.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: It's in a travel mug. <clears throat> I don't know why I'm telling you this. I just want to make sure you guys are clear and have a really good picture because you're driving in your car or on your treadmill. And you're thinking, I want to hear the podcast, but I really want to know what he's drinking and what he's drinking out of. I know that that's, I get the feedback from you guys. Okay, when you guys write me emails, it's not like, hey, the small steps is working for me. It's like, Sid, but what what are you drinking and out of what are you drinking? That's Those are the two most popular um, two things I should announce health made simple, which is a meal plan system that I launched with Matt Frazier or that Matt Frazier launched with me. Cause it's pretty much a no meat athlete, uh, product. Um, but he asked me last year to, was it last year, year and a half? Uh, Hey, do you want to put this meal plan, uh, system together? Yes. And we are in talks right now about some, you know, changing things around. we he brought the, on this other guy, um, Name Matt, also, who's uh, very knowledgeable about startups and things like that. And we may be retooling this in a cool way. I mean, the core idea is there. And the reason why we're retooling is to make sure the core idea gets communicated in a better way. But anyway, it's there. It's a system more than it's a meal plan. And so we're sort of like, it's not really a meal plan. There are meal plans that are part of it, but it's not a meal plan per se. It's a system that teaches you how to simplify food for yourself. This came up in Tampa. I had did a talk on the on raising healthy and happy kids and I got parents asking because <laughs> overwhelmingly and you may be an ex- exception whoever you are that is going to respond to this, you may just love, you know, meal planning and <coughs> excuse me and and uh Recipes and learning to, to cook in different ways, and that's fantastic. There's zero judgment. Most people I deal with because of the work I do are like, "Man, I, I it seems so hard to eat healthy," and I'm going, "No, it's actually it's just as easy as any other way to eat." Um, you can, and they go, "What about fast food?" And I go, "You can go to a salad bar." I mean, there there are way, you can do it. It's it's you can absolutely do it, but it's again different way of thinking. Now, in Health Made Simple, we take it to the next level, help you small step in. Videos, the whole deal. So that's nomeatathlete.com slash meal dash plan dash system. It's a subscription site. You have access to five different plans. It's phenomenal. And it really is phenomenal. Um, there's a live Q&A uh, every month with Matt and me. And um, I think there's one coming up soon. So you should sign up for that. The other thing is that I launched com. <coughs> Excuse me. That's com, which is my 12-week program where you you learn, I mean, intensely but in minutes, sometimes literally minutes a day, it, this thing worked. I crafted it so that I don't care how busy I. You could be the bit. You could be the president of the entire continent because I know there is one uh, of of Africa, and you could not that I know there's a continent of Africa. I just know there's a president of the continent of Africa. That's so all I'm saying, and you could still pull off smallsteppers.com because. It is crafted that way that you are learning the tools of this, which means sometimes in our life and then you come back to your real life and you realize this works because when I have super busy periods of time, I may only have a few minutes, but you understand that those few minutes actually do matter. They translate into definitely other areas of your lives in ways that you had, had no idea and did not expect. Um, and then other days you spend a little more time and you are building a steps list. You're learning how to do that. It's it's weekly videos, daily emails, and a weekly live Q&A with me every week. That's very important. Um, if it keeps growing the way that it is growing, I might um, start to do some coach training uh, programs to bring other people in to, to coach because as it's growing, I I, I can see a point where... I may not be able to be the person who does every single live Q&A but I may i still am planning on doing one a week and then if I wanted to add a second one let's say um, then I would have maybe another an assistant or some another coach who could who could handle the second live Q&A. I can see it going that way cuz the live Q&As are turning out to be just massively um, useful for people. Dig. So, smallsteppers.com. What I'm going to read you is one quick testimonial cuz it came in Two seconds. Ready? From a smallsteppers.com recent member. Quote, in starting the program, I was so excited because it was asking nothing of me other than what I wanted to move forward with at a pace that was right for me. As the weeks went by, I felt more and more like myself, and the pressure of expectations was gone. No matter what your goals are in this program, you will succeed, and Sid is just such a great guy to work with. I highly recommend you give it a shot. You won't be disappointed. I mean, all I heard was... And Sid is such a great guy to work with. Boo. That's literally, I, I don't even know what else. I mean, I read it, but I didn't hear the other stuff. Was it good? Did, did it seem okay? You guys, I direct the Mendocino Coast 50K. This is not an ad. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mentioning this to have you guys sign up. You wanna know why? Th- sold out in three, less than three and a half days. Like just over three days. It was yeah, last week, last year, seven days. This year, less than half that time. Boom! nailed it. I mean, I launched this thing on November 1st and by Friday, November 4th or Saturday morning, sorry, November 4th, it was done, sold out. I mean, crazy. So I will tell you that if you are bummed about that, um, there's a wait list. That's all I can tell you, but it's sold out. It's actually oversold at this moment. So it was, it's crazy. I'm really excited about it. A little nervous about it, but I've still got some time. So I'm kind of taking a deep breath. If you guys feel like coming out and having some fun, Uh, come volunteer and just drive out to Mendocino and spend the day and it's super fun and and, uh, it's great. It's a great day and I can't believe it. And it's like all of a sudden I'm seeing Wisconsin and New York and Colorado and North Carolina and Florida and Utah and they're coming from all over the country to this little little town called Mendocino. Very excited. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. I'm, I'm, it's all cool. So I am back and back in the swing of things. And um, let's discuss the, this week's uh, topic, shall we? Hardwired. Hardwired. There was a magazine. It's probably still around. I don't know why I'm going off on this tangent. Wired magazine. I th- is it still alive? I don't know. But when I, when I was working at UCLA after I graduated, I, my first job as I was pursuing a, a career in indie rock music was at the audiovisual department at ucla and i worked there for like four years and um all of a sudden this guy goes hey uh, i think there's a like a message for you left by uh, like somebody wrote a letter to wired magazine looking for you and i was like for me and there was this wired magazine this girl that i that i kind of dated a little bit in high school and she she like i wrote her some like jokey poem in homeroom like on a joke um, and she thought it was funny and she had kept it and she wrote, is this guy out here? And, and, and she did that to wired magazine. I didn't even read wired magazine. Um, but this guy did. And, and, and so I picked up the phone, I found her and I called her and she was like, Oh my God. Like it was like a total crazy thing. Anyway, totally unrelated. I don't know why I went I'm probably going to edit this. If you just heard the thing about wired editing, wired magazine, um, obviously I didn't have the energy to edit. So I left it in there. Hey, uh, so hardwired. I touched on this a couple episodes ago and just sort of breezed by it, but I'm going to focus on it today as sometimes I just sort of use um, often the subject of this podcast or things I just highlight for the week for you guys to think about. Um, and, and I just wanted to say this, and this came up actually this, this morning as I was taking my children to work um, to school. Um, I, I think we should not underestimate. And I think this week let's let's give, uh, a little focus to the power that routines have in our lives, and here's what I mean. The well, here's the thing. I had launched. A, 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 I had. I, I uploaded a, a YouTube video that I that I edited in in Tampa, and I just uploaded it to YouTube, but I didn't launch it. So I put it on there, and it was private. And then, because I, I usually launch Monday morning or Tuesday morning, so I just kind of got it up there in case my computer crashed or whatever. And I just kind of put it up on YouTube, and I'm kind of it's there. So this morning I'm taking my children to school, and I realize oh I forgot to launch it at my house. So I drive my eldest daughter who's 13 to the middle school, and, and as I'm approaching, I'm not joking two, two, three minutes at the most away from the school. I think I'm going to drop her off, and I have a few minutes. I'm, I'm ahead of time, so I'm a few minutes to get my twins to their school. I always have I'm, we're always early there, so I wasn't I wasn't stressed on time. I said, I'm gonna drop my daughter off and then I'll just pull over in Fort Bragg, my little town and I'll just go on YouTube, the app and just hit pub, make it public and, and go on my way. It, it, that takes all of about five seconds. And so three minutes away. So I, I pull into Fort Bragg, I pull into the middle school, Luna gets out, I say goodbye. I get back in the car and we're driving to the twin school and it was gone. I complete within that three minutes, I had already gone back to my ro- my robot existence, which was drop off that child, get back in the car, go this way, turn left on this street, turn right on this street, and it, and it occurs to me time and time again how how the power of this routine is is so it's really brilliant the way that our brains work. Cause it's like, I can kind of just be with my kids and we're listening to music, but all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, I wanted to do that thing that I just was talking about three minutes ago. And it was already off my radar. Like it was that fast. Um, It's, it's, you know, ten minutes later, not even ten minutes later, five, six minutes later, I'm driving. And I go, oh, holy crap! Like I just, did. and so then I pulled over and and did it. It was no problem. It was fine. It was, this is not about the YouTube channel. This is just about the fact that quickly our go-to kind of existence is back into this, the stuff we do most of the time. Back into what I call the wall of behaviors, and I just don't want us to underestimate the power of what that is. Furthermore. I don't want to estimate the power of the word furthermore because it's always a great transitional word. And furthermore, I don't want us to estimate the, the, the difficulty and struggle of trying to do things in that context, trying to, to I- introduce into our lives actions that are not part of that routine and that need to be sometimes inserted in the middle of that routine as was the case this morning. Which was the thing that I do most of the time, drop Luna off, drive down this street, turn right on this street, and drop the twins off, was upset, not in a bad way, but actually upset with an action that didn't usually exist within the context of that routine. Um This is a struggle that's existing now as a small steps coach with virtually everything that we do and everything I coach people to do are new things that they're trying to insert into the context of their routine. These routines are hardwired in our brain, hence the title of this week's episode, hardwired. And we are trying to insert within this context and this matrix of, of, you know, this however exists in the brain, but they've described it as a matrix kind of like the neurons and all these kinds of things are set. And we are trying to change these things and build new pathways and all these kinds of things. It's let's not underestimate how difficult really this is. I almost called this, this week's episode muscle memory, because what I was thinking of is much like yoga um, for me, which was really interesting. um, You know, I used to practice yoga in, in Los Angeles for Years, probably seven, eight years straight. We had a great yoga uh, yoga instructor down there named Maurice Kaler, who I absolutely adore. He's phenomenal, and um, and so I was studying with him for for years. Lisa and I both were. Then we moved to Mendocino, and I and I stopped practicing for whatever reason. I'm I'm running, and then I get into ultra running. But then I took the I did the Wim Hof program, and there was yoga involved. And so there I am doing yoga, and right away I'm I'm able to pull off not everything but pretty damn close. Like I can still do a headstand that I hadn't done in years. And I just bust into the headstand. Now I did it near a wall because I was like, I don't, am I going to fall? I don't know, but I was able to pull it off because my body had memory about that. My muscle memory was still intact. So I'll use the cliche. You never forget how to ride a bike. And, and that's why it's because we have muscle memory. So I know I can ride a unicycle. I'm not bragging. It's just a reality for me. It doesn't make me cooler. That I know. So I'm not really bragging. It makes me kind of more of a dork that I can ride a unicycle. I'm just saying I can get on a unicycle five years from now and I will ride a unicycle. Just like I did last year. I hadn't been on it for probably seven years and I just got up on my unicycle. and uh, Not mine, but I got up on a unicycle and was able to ride. Why? Because I have muscle memory about that. Because I was doing it long enough... To where I can get back to it pretty damn fast. If I started practicing yoga, probably within a month <clears throat> tops, I'd be almost back to where I was, you know, when I was practicing regularly, um, because of muscle memory. So here's here's the thing that I want to to play out. This is and this is the hardwired aspect of this. Is like it's part of riding a bike for me. Is is part of who I am. It's it's just it's just something I can it's a go to for me that I don't really have to think about I definitely don't have to relearn. Um, but here's the interesting thing: the way that I look at it, and especially in the, in, obviously in the context of, of the small steps, which is what I often say is 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 small steps, and this is crucial, are not negatives. They're not. I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to stop doing this they are positives I'm going to you know introduce healthier eating in a small st- whatever small step you decide I always talk about the the jokey the the single stock of celery per day if that's your if that's your end point and that's your adaptive stress level then that's going to be your level but it's a positive action it's an action it's not a trying to not do it's a trying to do and the 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 comparison I was trying to i wanted to to make with regard to hardwired and muscle memory is it would be like a negative for me like I'm going to stop eating junk food would be the same as me saying I'm going to unlearn how to ride a bike. You never forget how to ride a bike because you in a way you can't forget how to ride a bike. It's it is hardwired. And so too becomes the things that we often do that aren't maybe the healthiest behaviors, but they, we have been doing them for so many years. And this is why I I said, don't underestimate the power of routine. We've been doing them for so many years. We, we go to Ben and Jerry's ice cream because at the end of the day, for some reason, years ago, we, we had chunky monkey and it was like, this is phenomenal. It got us through that day. And that was that thing. And so ice cream is my thing and it's become my thing. And if we want us to, to, to be healthier, if we go the direction of I'm going to stop doing Ben and Jerry's, we are underestimating the power of that routine in our lives. We're underestimating the solution that, that Ben and Jerry's has been for us for so many years. And we, it, it, it's like, try, to me, I look at it like it's like trying to unlearn how to ride a bike. It's like you saying, well, I'm going to devote all my energy to undo Learn knowing how to ride a bike. I don't want to ride a bike. I don't want to know how to ride a bike anymore. I just hate bikes so much. I want to not know how to ride a bike anymore. It's a virtual impossibility. And even if it were possible, it is an absolute waste of your time in terms of whether you want to actually live healthier and happier. That's going to be there. It's gonna be there. Your knowledge of how to ride a bike is gonna be there. Your desire for Ben and Jerry's at the end of a of a busy day and a and a crazy stressful day is gonna be there. We have to, in a sense, create new wiring, replace the wiring, or probably more accurately add new wiring. That's whole 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 like um fascinating thing for me, which is neuroplasticity. Um th- you know, for years they thought you, you can't, you know, the brain's sort of set, you don't you can't create new brain cells all these kinds of things and and they're realizing of course you you absolutely can Um, and your brain can adapt and it can learn new things for your entire life which is kind of cool and it will create new neural pathways it'll do all these kinds of amazing things when challenged in a way guess what that is about adaptive stress that allows the the body and mind time to create that new wiring um and 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 to stick with it long enough so that it becomes the new thing becomes hardwired. Again, it's where we devote our energy. Where is our intention in our own lives? Is it to undo something and change something? And it seems like that. Sometimes I want to change my eating habits, but let's, I want you to look at it for what I believe it truly, truly is, which is you're not changing your eating habits you're now creating new eating habits and, and and it's a subtle distinction i know but to me it's where you place your brain and what and i think sometimes when you where you place your brain and also the language you use around it can be powerful enough to to have you stick with that process long enough for it to be a new hardwired part of your life long enough for you to be a person who eats healthy uh, I'm going to improve my diet. I'm going to change my diet. To me, those are misguided statements because they're not actually true. What you are learning is how to eat in a new way. And when you understand that, you are under, you are now properly respecting the power of routine and saying, okay, those things are routine, those old ways, and I'm not even going to adjust them or kind of give as much energy to them at all. My energy is going to be primarily focused on learning A new way of eating and that enables you to do two things one to hopefully use my small steps approach to say okay well let me do this in a way that keeps me my the ball in you know in the in the in the ball game and two allows your brain to obviously create a new hardwired routine if you are able to stick with it long enough that's always the biggest if in all the work that i've ever done can you stick with the new behavior long enough to where it becomes just what you do and when it becomes just what you do, what I always say is then it comes off the steps list. I mean, because then it's what you do. It doesn't need to be a step. It's it's just, I don't, like I always say, brushing my teeth isn't on my steps list because I don't need to remember it's not a new thing. It is hardwired already. I re, I renamed the idea of a routine as your wall of behaviors. That's why I call it the wall of behaviors. It's like I visually see it as this kind of monolith, like this big, it's like a wall. And it's just, you can't get through it. It's this huge 10 feet thick concrete wall that is just not going to go anywhere. And if we try to break down that wall, we, all of our energy is just too much. It's too huge. It's already massive. That ship's left the freaking harbor as I just get lost in metaphor after metaphor. But we can sort of find little cracks and, and make and, and, and add things into that wall. Instead of trying to take down the wall, we sort of try to add to the wall in a way that doesn't stress us out and make us burn out. Um, the other part of the hardwired idea this, this week that I, that I was thinking of is how much health and vibrancy and pleasure are hardwired into our DNA. I mean, I think those things are hardwired, uh, as much as anything else. I think that health, a state of health, a state of balance. And I know people, people have sometimes said, you know, careful when you talk about balance. No, I'm not going to be careful when I talk about balance. Balance is balance. It's 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 a, it's a, it's an appropriate word for me on the nutritional and health stress level. What how I look at it is that sort of that state of allo or homo, homeostasis, however you want to say it, homeostasis or allostasis, that point of minimal stress where the where the functioning of the body is as it at its peak efficiency. Um that that's the balance to me it's it the, the visual works it's balancing back and forth not, there's not too much on one side or the other you're kind of in this nice little place rare is it that we're there but i think it's hardwired to us i think that's where our bodies are always trying to get to i think this idea of listening to your body when you're talking about cravings are a bunch of crap i do think that listening to your body in terms of am I Feeling healthy, vibrant? Am I feeling pleasure most of the time? Am I feeling happiness most of the time? The reason why I was able to sort of wade my way through that fatalistic, depressing kind of thing on the airplane is because. I can assess even in that moment that, you know what, most of the time I'm doing, I'm pretty good. Like I'm happy and I'm healthy and I'm running and I'm being with my kids and I'm playing. Even this travel isn't every weekend. It's four weeks and it's exa- it was exhausting, but it's not my most, it really isn't my most of the time. I may not even happen next year or ever again. I don't know. It just sort of happened this time. So it's nothing big enough for me to assess that. But I can look at that because I can check in and say, okay, the things that are hardwired into me, my desire to be healthy, my desire to be vibrant, my desire to have, you know, all this energy and 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 to feel pleasure and happiness and to be with my family and my relationships. Are they, when I'm gonna to listen to my body, I'm gonna say, am I feeling that inside? And if I'm feeling that inside, am I feeling it most of the time? Not all the time because there's just going to be times where I'm not feeling vibe. Like right now, I can say like I have energy right now. Like I'm feeling okay, actually. I'm kind of surprised because I was like this morning. I was like, I wonder if I can get through this podcast today. Like I'm freaking exhausted. That's how much I freaking love doing this because it juices me up and I dig it. Um, But I can check in and say, am I feeling this most of the time? That's listening to your body. Can I look down and say, Am I holding on to extra weight? Am I too thin? Am I kind of not? I'm, I'm out of balance that way. Is it? How's my energy levels? Am I, am I like a, you know, not sleeping well? Am I? Do I? Am I, you know, drinking a ton of coffee to just get through the day? Then my body is telling me, Hey, man, listen, the health, vibrancy, pleasure, strength model is is a little out of whack right now. Can you help me? This is the body still talking. Can you help me get back into whack? I don't even, that's maybe the first time it's ever been done out of whack in whack. Okay. You heard it here first. Copyright hashtag. I don't know. Just, isn't it great how people talk in hashtags now? Have you ever noticed? Not even on Twitter. They're just verbally. They'll be like, yeah, went to the store. Hashtag bought milk. Like, like, and I go, Oh my God, we're hashtagging even in just the, in normal conversation. I kind of like it. Um, Mm. okay um the only question is in your life, do you have enough not a hundred percent again this all or nothing thing never I've never seen the all or nothing thing work never I've never seen the all or nothing mentality work. I'm just telling you never when somebody says I'm an all or nothing person, it works great for me usually. There's way more nothings than there are alls, okay? Usually their all or nothing is they put all of their area into food, let's say, and then there's nothing associated too much with attention to other areas of their lives that are suffering, and sometimes even even their health is. The question to ask is, do I have enough of health vibrancy pleasure? Am I strong enough most of the time? Do I have enough of those things day to day? Then if you do, then the one-offs, again, that's why the most of the time is such a huge thing for me don't, don't, don't make that big of a deal. Um, but that's what listening to your body. And that's why not to oversell smallsteppers.com, but the tagline is watch your life, not your weight, learning how to pay attention to your life, learning how to engage in your life means you quickly and very efficiently. And almost sometimes without even noticing can ask yourself those questions. How am I feeling? How am I feeling? Am I feeling okay? Feeling, how are you doing? You are doing okay, body? You're good. You're good. Ooh, kind of achy. Kind of mm, ah. Mm, oh, wait. Okay. Let's act, and it allows you to, again, respect the wiring, which is that our normal and this is what I argue, our normal state is one of energy, health, and pleasure and happiness. That and strength. That's our i i that is our normal state. The only question for me is how far astray have we become in our individual lives? That's it. That's it. But but. This isn't like a, how am I going to ever become healthy if I don't even know how to do that? Well, your body does. It's trying to do it right now. And actually, the more you get out of the way, the easier it is for your body to get it done. But it's wired into your DNA. Survival is wired into your DNA. And survival is predicated on our ability to live a minimally stressful existence, to include enough stress to evolve and grow, but not so much that we are worn out early. And so again respect the wiring that is in you which is it's normal for you to be healthy vibrant and pleasure if you're and feel pleasure if you're not feeling those things that's abnormal You've gotten used to it over time, the routine of it over time, the routine of the junk food, the routine of the stagnancy, the routine of the what dysfunctional relationships. Who knows what those things are? They're not normal for you. They've just, they're normal for your life in the modern world, but they're not normal for you as a human being. And I want you to understand that and respect that ideally so that you can then say, this is not normal for me. This is not working for me. And now let me act in ways instead of trying to undo those things and try to unlearn how to ride a bike Um, let me try to learn how to do something else. Let me try to understand the relationship that I truly want to have with somebody else. Let me understand how I really want to eat. Let me understand how I want to move my body and begin begin to take steps in that direction. I reference sometimes the idea of, you know, what I call just mental real estate. I'm sure I'm not the only one. Um, But the mental real estate is mostly taken up by the the stuff um that we do the 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 routines in our in our brains and the mind chatter and all this stuff is taken up the the busyness of our lives co ops the the energy in our brain the the space in our brain it, it it we are so busy most of us that we are filled our brains are filled and the reason i bring i'm going to kind of wrap things up with this statement because as i said to bring in new things you are also on top of new wiring because you're you know bringing in something new you're also trying to attend to stuff with your brain that is taken up by by all the stuff that we do every day by how busy we are by the, the families and jobs and everything else that I always list every week, that takes up the bulk. I want you to understand. It takes up the bulk of the mental real estate in your brain. The bulk of the space is taken up by just how freaking busy you are. So I'm going to end by saying one more time because I, I've been repeating this a lot in smallsteppers.com because people go, oh, I tr- I've, you know, I'm, I've kind of fallen off the wagon, blah, 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 to have a physical steps list. It is so, so crucial to have a steps list that is outside of you. Because your mental real estate is is already claimed, for now, for now, it, you're making you're going to make inroads and you're going to take some of that space back. You will, but for now, having something that is external to you, having that steps list be something external to you, whether it's on the phone, on your iPhone, on on a, a whatever reminder app or list app, or on a physical piece of paper, it is absolutely crucial because to expect your To expect you to have the ability to, with all the stuff that is routine hardwired into your brain and all the stuff that we worry about and stress about, to also take time to remember what's on your steps list and keep it internally into your brain is is a unrealistic expectation. It's a very, very hard road to go down. I don't want somebody to be going like, okay, let's see, what steps did I did I do those steps? What steps are on my list? What okay, let's see, I've got this step. Everything I just said is a waste of your time. 15 seconds or 20 seconds. Or a minute of you trying to assess a steps list or think about what's on your steps list when it's still in your brain is a waste of your time having on a piece of paper you don't have to think about any of that you are now looking quickly and being able to act quicker because you don't have to mess around with trying to remember what was on that trust me you've got enough on your brain right now you have enough in your head right now to take up a lifetime don't add to it initially now Why it needs to be outside of you is so that you can look at it, see what's on it. Don't have to remember stuff. And in doing that, you are able to more quickly as, and how fast, as fast as possible, because you're in charge of this process. You can ramp it up if you feel like ramping it up or not. But what I was thinking is, is the reason this needs to, the steps needs to be outside of us before it can be inside of us. I said it earlier in this episode, when the, any step on your list becomes A routine such like hardwired, such like uh, brushing your teeth, it comes off the list. Why? Because now it's inside you. Started outside outside was you as a kid and your parents going brush your teeth brush your teeth brush your teeth for like 10 years brush your teeth brush your teeth but and then all of a sudden they stopped why because it was internal to you they were the external in the sense they were your steps list your parents in the beginning are your steps list do this do this they're reminding you get dressed take a shower and eventually if you know if it works (laughs) you um, you become able to do that because you have incorporated those things in you so I'll finish up by saying Respect the space that these routines and things are taking up in your brain. You're not a failure at all because you can't take on a massive new thing and make it a routine overnight. It's not how your brain works. So understand that. Keep the physical steps list so you don't have to have that battle. And stick and it'll allow you to stick with it long enough to where you don't have to have it external to you because you did do the due diligence and you did the work that finally allowed you to have that thing become internal. It has to be outside of you before it can be inside of you. That's for me, I see it as the way that it works. You can fight me on that. But again, you're going to be wasting your time fighting me don't fight me if you disagree with me find another method that allows you to establish routines and behaviors in your life that make you happier and healthier i win on that level anyway cuz i want you to be happier and healthier so whether you use my thing or you use somebody else's method it doesn't matter but you're still going to have to i don't think you're going to be able to cheat the the process which is to stick with something long enough to get it to be a routine and then it is hardwired at that time in your life and you don't have to think about it as much that's just the way it works for you guys that's just how it goes we're complex uh we're complex and i know that sounds trite but but i want people to respect that day-to-day i think when you respect the complexity of who we are then you're going to be less apt to join a quick fix kind of model and get burnt out and feel like a failure Uh, i think you're going to be under like wow this is big this is going to be an undertaking for me to learn a new way of eating is going to be a massive just understand just just so you know a massive undertaking Cool, yeah, because you have to hard, learn how to hardwire a completely new behavior. Massive, cool. How great to know that because then you take the pressure off yourself of having this be, be able to be finished within a week or some crazy time like that. You're like, yeah, that's a massive undertaking. So let me just take the time it takes to get this done. And I'm going to start with it outside of me. And then eventually it becomes who I am and I don't have to think about it. It's just it's, it's how I identify. And then you get to live your life. Dig? And that's kind of what we want to do. We want to live our lives. We want to live the good life. We want to give the live the fulfilling life, right? All right, you guys. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to finish up here. You guys are fun fantastic, I said fantastic. See, there's the Tampa last trip just seeping in. I'm going to just fall asleep mid-sentence if I don't finish this freaking episode up. You guys are awesome. If you have any comments, questions or or anything, email me podcast at SidGarzaHillman.com. That's podcast at SidGarzaHillman.com. Again, your reviews on iTunes, Amazon for the new new book or the other book um, or donations to the podcast um, are phenomenal. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. You guys are amazing. I will be back next week, episode 217, right here from my home. No travel this week. I can't wait to not travel. You guys are awesome. Hey, listen, in the meantime, I know this is a last-minute request, but if you could just before I come back next week, be well. We're the Sid Hillman Quartet.
0: When you found your way to me, Your hair shone like silver When you hovered around me Your eyes bright like silver Silver's more pretty than gold Silver's more pretty than gold to this day when I wake to you. I'm softened to the gray. And when you shut everything out, all that's sharp is dull to grey. Clouds are much sweeter than blue sky Clouds are much sweeter than blue sky I'm trying to force things down This cannot be Trying to plan things out That I cannot see When you bring me back to me I'm struck by the quiet of knowing. When I fear things falling from me, I'm shown by you the truth. Truth is much stronger than lies. Truth is much stronger than light. Silver's more pretty than gold. Clouds are much sweeter than blue.